Welcome to Humanity Shines with Shelly Nagel. This podcast features people from all walks of life, their ups and downs, and what inspires them. Today, we have Rahima Martinez, also known as Rahima Dandiva, joining us from Minneapolis, Minnesota. They, she, her, our transgender advocate and model. Hello, Michelle. Thank, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. I wanted to start out by asking you about your experience as a child growing up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. So Minneapolis has been my hometown um, for years, I've, I'm born here. I was born downtown Minneapolis. Okay. Um, and it's always been my home base. Uh, I've lived other places. I've even lived overseas. Oh, wow. Um, but I, I find myself coming back to Minnesota. And I've been here for a long time now. Did you grow up with both your parents and siblings or just who did you grow up with there? Yeah, so I was actually adopted, and I, the first five years of my life, I was in foster care, and wow. I was adopted at the age of six to my adopted family, um, and at the age of nine, moved overseas. Oh, Wow. So the first five years, you were living in the system then, different places or one just, okay, so you were going from home to home? Yep, different foster homes. I'd, yes. like, to, I'd like to ask you about that experience. How, how was that for you? I, I feel like because I was so young, um, thank God I was so young because I can't remember, I guess, how impactful... Um, that or how damaging some of the trauma that occurred during those years. Um, the first five years of my life was literally hell. I was in and out of the hospital um, for health conditions. I I had chronic um, bronchitis. I had seizures. I it was like health conditions galore. Um, and so the first five years of my life, I lived in the hospital. I lived with racist uh, professionals as the guardian. Um, so I didn't have a unit until I was about maybe six years old. Six years old when the family that you that adopted you? Mm-hmm. Yep, I have my sixth birthday with them. Your sixth birthday? Mm-hmm. How do you remember how that felt? Like being being like this is a family forever? Yeah, I I remember the first day meeting my adopted mom and opening the door of the foster home that I was at and knowing that someone was coming to see me. And I opened the door, I looked at her, and I said, 
are you my new mommy? Are you? And I know, and it's just like, I knew at a little age of like, what, five years old, that this person is looking to like be my mother. It's it's looking, I knew that I needed parents Mm -hmm. um, at that age. So I knew a lot. And I think I just put it all, all that um, trauma, all that stuff, I just put it in the back of my brain and whatever. I just kind of dealt with it. And like I said, I think it's really good that all that happened early on. Right. (laughs) That you were in the system long term. And just Mm -hmm. statistically, the amount of abuse that happens to foster kids and within some of the families who are not safe, you know, children going into very unsafe homes. So you got adopted by a mom and a dad? Nope, a single mother. Single mother. Um, single parent, and she had her own daughter, who okay. was six months older than me. And it, it was so weird. It was like the perfect match when she found me. I was a little, a little boy in um, foster care that expressed their feminine um, side and yeah. was very girly. So, and close in age to her daughter. So I guess yeah. she saw me and was like, this is like a twin or a sister yeah. to my daughter. And and we're like the same complexion. We could pass as twins. Wow. Um, you know, non, obviously like identical, but we could pass. And uh, it just was a, a match, a match made in heaven, if you will. Uh, so... You got to the home and you just, it sounds like you just really got comfortable fast and it just, it was an easy transition for you or were there? It was, it's, that's interesting. I don't quite remember. I mean, I remember, but I don't remember exactly the depths of how hard that transition was. Um, it was a big contrast in environments. I'll put it to you this way. I was in foster care primarily in, you know, the hood or uh, our side, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And so to go from those type of environments to be around primarily black people um, and then get adopted by a white woman with no father like no husband Uh and then have a daughter that looks just like me um and then moved to YZ you know oh wow the suburbs it was a big shock in environments and it took some adjusting too yeah I know that when I got into that environment I felt safe like I felt like I could breathe Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um not to say like it was like i was able to just go like like exhale right um right yeah i'm sure as a child being that young being in the system you were always having to be alert and just you, you were you're fending for yourself mm-hmm. exactly and i felt like i was in survival mode um from the moment I first took a breath in this world and 
when I got placed in the new home with my adopted family, I felt like I can stop um, having to thrive or like, I felt like I could relax. I could breathe now. Mm -hmm. Like, we're done. We're done with this race. Like I can, I can relax and live a normal life. So you moved over to Wyzetta and then you started in the school system there. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And how was that for you? Just like making friends and just that experience um, being a child during that time. Definitely for the first five years of my life, I had major issues. Um, I wasn't the, the best kid. I don't get the best kid award, but I had behavior issues such as like throwing tantrums. Um, you know, I wanted everything my way. I would have meltdowns. I got into fights when somebody would, um, you know, tease me for being girly. Mm-hmm. I was fighting, you know. I, in elementary? Mm-hmm. Was this in elementary school when you were at Wyzetta? Yes. Okay. After you had gone... In, to live with your adopted mother during that? So the, yes. Okay. The first, um, I guess, up until third grade, um, I it was kind of rough for me. You know, I had to adjust. And you were getting but, teased for being more of a feminine oh, yeah. child. Mm-hmm. Why do you act like a girl? Why are you, why you, um, why are you a girl? You want to be a girl or something? And so, and then I had a lot of friends that were girls. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they the girls loved you. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so you're getting bullied, and but you, it sounds like you would also stand up for yourself. Oh yeah, I had anger issues, um, and I just I fought. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she didn't play those games. Um, you know, when I would put tantrums, she definitely disciplined me and she had no shame in it. Mm-hmm. My mom, she's a established uh, attorney. Oh, okay. uh, she had her own firm, um, you know, during that time, her own oh, wow. practice. And so she was a very established woman and literally the example of what self-made is. Uh-huh. And and how a woman can do it on her own without any man. And so I now, as a woman and living in my truth, I admire just that, um, that I admire that about her. I I Mm -hmm. think that that's such a like phenomenal, strong superhero um, quality of her, but yeah, she would definitely come up to that school when I was showing out and behaving badly in her, um, you know, her woman's suit, like, like her matching suit, and like put me down on the ground. And she would drag me out that school oh. in her heels oh. and say, yeah, so my mom, she was definitely badass. Yeah, she disciplined you. Then you said, so you were in school, and then about what time you said third up until third grade you had behavioral stuff is that did you move after that overseas from third grade i moved halfway through fifth grade halfway through okay okay i'm curious where did you move to 
Mm. Most people are shocked to hear this, but I moved to the good old down under. Australia? Australia. Wow. I would, I never knew about that. Yeah. Western Australia, um, Perth. Wow. Mm -hmm. With your mom and sister then? You guys all? Correct. Okay. And the reason why she, you know, packed us up and moved there, I mean, she has a little sister that had went to college out there and had lived there after college. And so we did visit a couple times. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is kind of short after 9-11 and the world was kind of in a crisis, uh, especially United States. And so, and plus my mom was in a, she was in a career, she wanted to change careers. So she was okay. kind of torn between like, ending her practice and starting something completely new. So wow. she took the opportunity and packed us up and then we moved. It was a process, but after about a year, we did move to Australia. How did you like Australia living there? I loved it. I loved it. It's definitely a diff, like a big cultural shock. Um, but I love it and I love it more and more as I get older because I, I feel like I can appreciate it more and I didn't quite appreciate it when I was, you know, that young. The plan, like everything was in motion to move and uh, help seize and my family, we knew that this was a chance to start over mm -hmm. and more so for me because my schooling was kind of rough and I made the chance to have a regular childhood with regular friends without feeling like the clown in class right mm -hmm. so once I got to Australia I was immediately accepted and I made friends that were like boys and I was a part of the crew like Mm -hmm. um, regular friends that were boys and then I even had girlfriends and I needed that um, type of experience from school otherwise I think that would have totally damaged my like psyche um, and then once I was so basically middle school once I was out of middle school I had high school right mm -hmm. uh, and once I got to high school that's when things changed. And instead of people calling me a girl, they were like gay. They That's when that became um, the word people would use towards me. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I'm a big person. I'm tough. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm actually the sweetest person in the world. But um, <laughs> I can give that exterior to folks and, like, don't mess with me. Um, and so people would tease me, but it wasn't like I was being bullied, bullied per se. It was right. just, it was constantly like, jokes. and then because of that, mm -hmm. um, treatment through like the boys in high school, especially like the jocks and stuff. Uh huh. Um, hold on one second, especially like the jocks. It really affected me. And so I kind of used that to rebel um, and kind of 
while out, which affected my being at home with my family because mm-hmm. I was depressed and I was dealing with my identity, my, I guess, sexuality, mm-hmm. hormones are racing. And so I was just miserable. And yeah, I think I was that dark cloud that was in the home that my mom and my sister had to deal with. And it was, it was really taxing to them. Were your mom and sister accepting of who you were and who you I are? I feel like they would have been if I had came to terms with it and was able to, like, vocalize it. I didn't quite understand myself. Mm-hmm. I just would shut down. Like, they would say, oh, if you if you were gay, you know, like, you're accepted. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, I'm not gay. So don't say that, you know? And then I'm just trying to, like, get away from that topic as far as I can um and yeah it's like I didn't feel more comfortable and have myself a little more figured out until I left being at my family's home when you moved out of how like around 18 no actually at uh 14 slash 15 oh okay yeah I it got really bad in the home with my mom my mom she couldn't do it anymore like our relationship got to the point where we were constantly fighting Mm. just you know like back and forth um and she was miserable having me you know be so emotionally depressed Mm -hmm. i'm guessing you know looking back at it um and obviously all those feelings were me dealing with my identity and just depression of being a teenager. Yeah. No, that's a lot to deal with, mm-hmm. especially when you're not feeling accepted and people are making fun of you. Like, yeah, I just internalized it all. And I, I like rebelled. So I was probably shitty to my mom, shitty to my sister. And I broke rules. Like I skipped school and I, yeah, made friends with the wrong crowd, so. No, I understand. You moved out of the house then, you said around 14, 15. Where did you move to? I was in the youth. I was in the homeless um, system. I was in the system again, if you will. In like Australia? Homeless shelters. In Australia? Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, once I left home. Like, I literally packed my bag. My mom kicked me out, actually. Um, once I packed my bag for school and left, I never came back. Like, I never came back to live in my mom's home. So you were out at, like, 15 mm-hmm. on your own. Yeah. Living in youth shelters in Australia. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, it really made me strong it, it's like forced me to have to survive again because remember i started it off in this world having to survive so mm-hmm. those skills you know internal they kind of reenacted and and i had to you know start surviving again right and you're definitely a survivor mm-hmm. so fuck yeah to you <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm tired though. I'm tired of surviving. I'm ready to relax now. Yeah. Yeah. So 14, 15, out of the house. Did you drop out of high school then? I basically did at halfway through 11th grade. Um, I just was slowly drawing back and skipping too much that um, one of the student, the student counselors, you know, they told me that because of how much I skipped, I would have to either repeat the grade or go to a different school. Yeah. I said, hell no, I'm not doing none of that. Yeah. And I, and that's when I came up with this bright idea to um, pack everything up and get the hell out of the country and come back to the States. How old were you when you moved back to the United States? I was um, 15. 15? 15, 16, yeah. 15, and then I, I had my 16th birthday. So you left by yourself in yes, Australia. I, I left by myself, but I had the help of a friend who was 18 to um, like co-sign for a, a ticket. Okay. You went back to Minneapolis? Minnesota. Well, I went back to Minnesota. Eventually, I stopped at in Dallas, Texas, because I have it. So fun fact, um, around this time, around 15 years old, thanks to MySpace, um, yeah. I reconnected with biological family. Oh, and I have some older sisters that I remember um, being in foster care with because I'm the baby and I have an older sister that's five years older than me, um, another sister that's four years older, and then another sister that's three years older. Oh, wow. Two years older. And, um, you know, that played a part on my mind too growing up, like, where are my sisters? I want to reconnect with them. I miss them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thanks to MySpace and social media at that time, I was able to find them okay. and reconnect. And when I came up with this bright idea to go back to the States, I said, sister, can I come and live with you? Because I'm yeah. homeless. Yeah. And, you know, being older than me, um, and being somewhat, you know, independent, mm -hmm. was like, sure, like, come on. And I did. And I haven't seen them since I was, you know, yay high, little kid. Yeah. So I don't even know them. I'm flying across the world to reconnect with somebody I don't know, like a stranger. Yeah. So that came with its own um, hurdles. Of but course. that's basically the gist. Like, I stopped in Texas to reconnect with a sister. That didn't go so well. And then yeah. came to Minnesota, where my two other older sisters are. And, yeah. So this takes you up to, like, around 15, 16, 17, 18 during that time period? Yeah. Did you just find, like, work, anything you could do to survive type of thing? Yes. In that time. Um, definitely found a job mm -hmm. utilizing the youth homeless system mm -hmm. programs, shelters, um, and trying to get some um, independence, like an apartment, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's what I did. Amazing. You're very strong-willed. <laughs> You're definitely yeah. a survivor. You're really, really, yeah. I really admire that, how strong-willed you are. You're tough. So that happened. And then you also, at that point, were you more comfortable in embracing your sexuality? Yes. My identity, like, I kid you not, from the moment that I left my home, my mother's home, huh. um, it was like a slow snowball effect mm-hmm. of me finding my identity and and the trans butterfly blossoming, yeah. uh, metamorphosing into who I I needed to be, yeah, and and I just evolved into her, um, <sighs> and and it took getting to Minnesota um to reconnect with my sister uh connecting with a couple people that I ended up meeting at my job at the time mm-hmm. and finding out what the hell trans meant because I didn't know yeah um and it was like an epiphany moment I was like oh. well dang duh <laughs> and there's more people like me what yeah so I just it all happened naturally like a snowball and I I became who I am I had to leave Australia to become who I am basically yeah now your mother your adopted mother are you guys still in touch no relationship right now with my adopted mother Uh uh-huh uh it's nothing I can do about that there's just so much pain that between both of us that um, I think, you know, I actually have recently tried to reconnect and she closed that and I have to respect her wishes. Um, I'm sorry. She, yeah, she took me leaving Australia and coming back to the States really hard. She She took that really hard. She felt like I abandoned I'm sure my sister feels the same way. Yeah. And I abandoned them. And that's something I'm going to have to live with. Yeah. Well, you were a teenager. I mean, you're young. I mean, you needed support. So I'm glad that you did what was best for you and took that leap so you could really Mm -hmm. embrace and embody who you are. I would love to hear more about your experience being trans and finding that and, and how that has just opened up and just being able to really embrace that for people who are out there who are, you know, struggling with their identity. Mm -hmm. I, I think the universe for connecting me to this lovely human by the name of Katie Burgess. Um, she's a very well-known trans activist, um, was executive director for it's called Tyson, the oh. Trans Youth Sport Network. It's no longer a thing, but back then she was the executive director. Um, and she also worked at the youth shelter avenues um, overnight. And so me being a homeless youth, mm-hmm. I have utilized their um, emergency bed. And when I stayed there that night, upon like meeting her because she was like the only staff working um she made me feel comfortable and 
she like asked me. Well, well, I'm trying to remember. It just the conversation or naturally happened, but she basically told me like, "You're trans. Mm-hmm. I see you, mm-hmm. and um, I'm trans too. Yeah, and I'm going to show you how to um navigate journey. Yeah, and connect to the right people so that you can start this process and." Living your truth, um, uh, starting hormones, connect you to the right gynecologist. You need a therapist. Like she gave me the rundown, honey. <laughs> and oh. so, that, like that night, I she she dropped that gem in my head. It like awakened something. Mm-hmm. It was like what? She was the first trans person I've ever met, and um, I was like, oh my god, what? it just awakened something in me and I'm like, I found, I found it. Yeah. me, And so I, I'm grateful for that. So she impacted and changed your life significantly. Does she know, you know, like how her just working and giving me resources, right? That's her job. Yeah. That impacted me and literally changed the course of my life. Wow. That's beautiful. I would also like to talk to you about, I know that you do like modeling and you love fashion and just some of your hobbies and interests. Would you share? Yeah. So um, modeling, obviously beauty, um, anything to do with fashion. I've always wanted to be a model. Yeah. So when I got the opportunity to model for a fashion show and being trans and yeah, able to express my femininity without it being judged. Um, that was the dream come true. I, I am a performer, an artist, if you will. So yeah, I have passions in in all of the arts, whether that's theater, that's acting, um, that's singing, and just performing. So walking in a fashion show that's performing that's like i i get life from putting on a show in front of an audience um and i've just i've been blessed to be able to have been in the shows that i have been yeah and and being in magazines just any publication Mm -hmm. as myself because i don't refer to myself as a professional Mm -hmm. anything um I have experience is experience and yeah some, some people have more than others some people have the t- best top of the line as far as education and connections I just when it's placed in my lap as an opportunity for me yeah. to do yeah then I do it and and when it's done it's done and Hopefully there's another opportunity that like that that comes. And that's all. I just live life. Yeah. I love your fashion sense as you well. <laughs> I do. I, I do. I always I love always seeing your pictures and I'm like, oh, and just just like I, I I can definitely tell that you love to connect with the camera and just you're very expressive and you like to set a tone and a you know, so I really I really appreciate that artistry. It's I really love that. Yeah, um, model like 
for print um, and like trying to captivate, capture a like emotion mm-hmm. with like the pose and just like with the face. I like to um, like show emotion. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, a look can say a thousand words, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I really enjoy doing stuff like that, and it's like creating looks. Um, it's a it's a whole thing. It's like the color, the the way your face is positioned, um, the the background. Like it's it's fun for me. Rahima, thank you so much for joining us today. And I really appreciate you sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. And I wish you the best of luck on your journey and your creative journey. Thank you so much, Michelle. And I am so honored that I was able to be on the show of yours. It means a lot to me. 